independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Number one issue in America. It's climate change, Chad. It's number one issue. No. It's trans issues. Nope. It's choice, Chad. Choice. People get around the table at night. All they're talking about. I can't. Like last night, took the kids bowling. You know, Charlie's three. And, uh, uh, you know, I've got my... uh, my stepdaughter, who's 11, Jack's 12, and, and my wife, and uh, uh, the, the kids who who take care of all of our animals and stuff, the, the lizards and stuff, we, we helped them out, so they were hanging out with us, and that's all we talked about was choice. Really? No. Didn't talk a damn thing about any of that. People did ask me a lot about inflation. Right? People ask me a lot about uh, that kind of stuff. Right? Even Jack, Jack says, Dad, Dad, why is it, why is gas not expensive here? It is in California. Why is gas so mm, mm, mm. he's twelve. Right? And Lily, my my stepdaughter, oh, God bless her, she's my little capitalist. Sitting around the table at night, you're with your kids and the kids, let's talk about uh, climate change. <laughs> no. You might go, damn, it's hot, but you're not doing anything other than that. Why? Because, well, rent's too damn high, life's too damn high. Uh, the criticism I'm getting uh, from the, the people who are saying what Joe Manchin strings, I'm not stringing you all. Don't you believe inflation is the number one thing in America right now that's hurting every human being? Yeah, absolutely. Period. Case closed. End of story. Case in point. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon. I know. Oh, sure, Chad. You're going to talk to somebody like that guy. Yeah, I'm going to talk to somebody who's successful. I was going to go talk to a bunch of people who weren't successful, but I thought, you know what? Let's actually hear from people who are successful, who get it, whose job is to get it. Guess what? He's got some thoughts on inflation. When you look at numbers like 82% of Americans feel like economic conditions are poor, how is the Biden administration handling this? I, I think the Biden administration needs to be very focused right now on doing what it can do to take policy action. They've got to recognize that this is not a short-term thing. They live in it's election not transitory. cycles. It's, they, well, it's definitely not transitory. Yeah, definitely not transitory. Definitely. You need to hyper-focus. What was he doing yesterday? He was out there talking about the old uh, climate, which you could do two things. We can walk and chew gums at the same time, right? People are pissed at him because he didn't declare a, a climate emergency which we don't want him to do, right? Let's let's go back and don't do that because we've lived under emergency powers and they never seem to go anywhere. Notice that part of the game. But Mr. Solomon wasn't finished. Number one issue for everybody is climate. It would be if life was great. Right. If life was awesome. Right. If, if, if inflation was down at one and a half, two percent and you got a 10 percent pay raise and 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 you weren't worried about paying your bills and you knew your job was going to be here and life was awesome. You know what? You might go climate's a real issue. But when you're going, hey, I got a five percent pay raise except for where I live. Oh, I jumped twelve and a half percent inflation. So I took a seven and a half percent pay cut. I'm also worried about keeping my job. We can't get the supplies we need. I don't know how much longer this place is going to last, etc., etc. So, no, the number one thing is that when you're asking yourself, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make my car payment this month. When you're asking yourself, uh, rent's going to be tough, right? 
When you're a small business owner, you're like, you know what? This month, I'm not taking a paycheck so I can pay my people. When that happens, well, everything else goes to the background. Everything else does. Politicians, though, remember, they live in a different world. And their job, once they're elected, is to get reelected. You said they live in election cycles. Finish that thought. I'm not a politician, but, you know, I, I know that when you think about um, being a politician, you know, you've got election cycles. And so, you know, at the moment, a lot is through the lens of the fall's election cycle. I think some of the things we're dealing with require us to try to put policy in place that can last across administrations. So not focusing on things like a three-month gas tax holiday, for example. Bigger picture. I didn't think, personally, I didn't think that that particularly was a great long-term idea. No, I don't think anybody did. It was a gimmick. Even Obama thought it was a gimmick. That's why he didn't do it, because it's a gimmick. But the question continues to be, for everybody else who's dealing with this, who's living through this, who's understanding what it is, the confidence is sinking in the company, uh, country when it comes to the the pressures they're feeling financially, in particular when it comes to oil, gas, which, of course, drives that inflation more supply chain. Have we peaked? Do you believe 9.1% is peak U.S. inflation? Are you preparing for an environment of higher inflation? The U.K. just hit 9.4 percent this morning. I think you have to prepare for an environment of, of higher inflation. And the reason I say that, there, you know, if you listen to our economists, our economists are saying they think that we might be getting to peak inflation. But if you get out and you talk to the business community, most of the big business, you know, people that are running big businesses, big supply chains, still say, you know, they, they don't think inflation's peak. They see inflation continuing to move. Yeah. And I think I think it's going to. Some of that has to do with uh, where we are when it comes to still oil and gas. I mean, oil is 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 up uh, still over a hundred bucks, right? And and it's in that weird position of it could go to a buck fifty. It could stabilize and drop down a little bit. I don't think anybody really, you know, because we don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, and we're going to talk to Mike Lyons at the bottom of the hour. But what's happening? in the Ukraine, but that's playing a big part of it. You've got China and Iran now becoming friends much closer, uh, which is not a great thing. I think we can all, you know, understand that and not a good thing at all. So we, we, we've got plenty of things still out there. Plus it's hurricane season. What happens when some of these refineries in particular in the South get smashed? Well, uh, they have to shut down and then they have to get back online. Eh, that's going to cause. So there's some stuff out there. And then you throw, Supply chain issues in, you throw issues here in the West Coast, California. You got that AB5 that they that, that they passed that, that seems to be getting ready to go into effect. What that would mean is if you're a truck driver, you're, a, you're an owner-operator, you better work for a company and not be an owner-operator because anybody you're hauling for better make you an employee. Essentially crushing the gig economy. Well, truck drivers are that. So you're talking 70,000 truck drivers. Oakland's port alone is 40% of the goods in the United States. Go down to the L.A. port, the busiest one in the country. Wow. How's that going to go for us? Solid. Solid. Lots of stuff. What are you talking about tonight? It's hot. Yes. But so are the bills. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text the program. So earlier today, 
I don't even know how to approach this. This this is this insanity of the wokeness that we live in. Last night, Dave Chappelle, a very funny comedian, the GOAT, potentially, greatest of all time, was supposed to perform at a venue in Minnesota, Minneapolis, cold First Avenue. Ever heard of it? No, me either. But apparently it's well, it's spectacular, I guess. So uh, people were pissed and angry. People were super angry. Oh, my God, how could you let a black man perform here? No, not that. Uh, it was, he's evil and bad because of his, you know, the closer, the comedy thing from Netflix, and he's horrible and blah, 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 blah. So a few hours before, they said, nah, we're done. They said the Dave Chappelle show tonight at First Avenue has been canceled and is moving to the Varsity Theater. To staff artists in our community, we hear you, and we are sorry. <laughs> For what? We know we must hold ourselves to the highest standards, and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it, and we understand that First Avenue is not just a room, but a meaningful beyond our walls. <laughs> what are you talking about? The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country and we will continue that mission now they're not talking about we got armed guards and nobody's getting in here we're not talking about safest spaces in the country we're talking about this is about feelings we believe in diverse voices except for this black guy and the freedom of artistic expression except for this black guy but in honoring that we lost sight of the impact that this would have we know there are some of you who will not agree with this decision, and you're welcome to send feedback. And boy, are people doing that. <sighs> that is just... It's where we are, people. That's where we are. Maybe we got somebody suing Sesame Street. And that was insane. It got weirder throughout the day. They're out there demanding that person be fired within 12 hours or else. Our child can't leave the hotel room because the green Rosita didn't give our child a hug or something and it's all because of race you guys know that the green thing is not real right yeah do we know the race the ethnicity the gender the any of the stuff about the person inside said green suit <laughs> did they hire nazis i'm curious they were demanding this their children are the irreparable damage done to their psyche if your child is upset because the green fuzzy thing didn't give you a hug let's not forget this is a place where normally when you're a child a green fuzzy thing would scare the living bejesus out of you i can't get you to take a picture at the mall with santa claus and he's bringing you crap this is where we are this is it Safest spaces in the world. That's what it's all about. Ah, oh, it's a safe space. Good God. <laughs> Who are we? Who are we? It's just curious. And it matters. Why does it matter? Because it's, it's getting into the workplace. We're going to talk about that later. Man, is it getting into the workplace. It's just, it's, it's in so many places now where this, you know, safe spaces. Don't say that. How dare you push back? It is crazy how wacky it is.
It is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet. Us. Mike Lyon's going to join us. Speaking of non-safe spaces, what's going on in the Ukraine? And the big worry, which is something we talked about early on in this, very early on, I think it's happening more and more. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go there now. Get yourself a free bag. That's right, kids. I said a free bag of Rough Greens. What is it? Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. We talk about it. But imagine having a supplement that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food that really does something that none of these other things can, including the food itself, because that food is meant to live on a shelf. It brings all the nutrients and everything up out of it, and it gives them so much more. My dog, Doodle, is healthier, happier, just living his best life right now. It's amazing. It truly is. Now it's your chance to get a bag for free. It's not going to cost you a penny except for shipping. That's it. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Get it. Free bag for you. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Deep states? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they just sent me a meme. We live in a world of meme. It's a bunch of business people sitting around, and they uh, uh, looks like an interview. And the guy's all, "Can you perform under pressure?" He goes, "No, but I could try Bohemian Rhapsody." <laughs> that is so something I would say. And then they're like, "Ah, oh, Chad, that's why you're not with us anymore." <laughs> and you're across the street doing something else. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show uh, is your Twitter. Alarming news yesterday uh, about our president. The first frost, you know what was happening. You had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Excuse me? <laughs> Wait, what? That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. I, you have cancer? Why are we just hearing about it? What you talking about, <laughs> Because. Because. And there's nothing from the White House. I would have thought the White House had been like, you know what, he misspoke there, or he had skin cancer when he was younger. Nothing! Zilch! It's like, eh. And I often wonder, I'm like, do they just, do they look and go, oh, God. I used to work with a guy, uh, one of the great radio DJs of all time, an old boss jock. And uh, when... He passed away. The guy that took over for him was a great jock. He was the like the, the latter part of the boss jocks, which is famous DJs back in the sixties, and and he never done like personality radio. So we would write jokes for him, and good God, he was awful at delivering them. <laughs> we would roll our eyes and just, oh, sweet mother of God, he's awful at. Do you think they do the same thing? We're like, what did he say? It's not what. He's got cancer. I don't think he has cancer, and if he does, we should know about that. That should be something talked about. That's what I'm saying. If you indeed have cancer, sir, please let us absolutely know. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. But he was up there, and he was talking about climate. He did an executive order because the world's coming to an end. 
A thousand people are estimated might die this week in Portugal due to extreme heat. This is direct deaths to climate change. Now, unfortunately, we thought the fear of death would get people to do the right thing during a pandemic. Is it alarming to you that we are we are literally seeing what many people warned about 20 years ago, that essentially climate change is going to kill people and we're going to see it near term and we're seeing it this week in two continents. Is it alarming that this is not sort of sobering up policymakers and the electorates? Yeah, climate change is just killing everybody. Uh, cold kills 20 times more people than heat does. want to throw that out there. Kills 20 times more than heat does. It's just kind of the reality of, of it. Does it suck? Yeah. Is it hot? It is. Do human beings potentially play a, 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 a real issue? Yeah. Is it as big as we think? We don't know. We've got to get the real data. Go back. Because there are years where there were decades where heat was as hot, if not hotter. But the way that they've, you know, played this is like, this is it. It's the hottest. Is it? We're all going to melt tomorrow. Come on. The war still raging. Mike Lyons, our military analyst, joins us straight ahead. Chad Benson Joe. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I was supposed to have Mike Lyons on. He's actually going to be moved to tomorrow. He's busy, busy guy. Does a lot of things, man. Military analyst, very busy time of, of the world right now. So uh, he's going to join us tomorrow because one of the things that I have been talking about, and we don't, again, we're not paying attention. And that's exactly it. You know, the first wife, uh, Zelensky's wife was here, the first lady of the country. And probably his first wife. I don't know. Maybe not. But, uh, was here and and you know again pushing the same thing we're saying it's like she and like a lot of people are like are we kind of just bored with this are we moving on uh, to to something else and i think there's something to that we're definitely a a tiktok society where we move on to other things and right now inflation is dominating everything it is it's it's you know you, you wake up in the morning i might pay my bills uh, I hope my job's okay. I hope that, uh, you know, you just start going through everything. And that is kind of, you know, the fear. They've built fear over here that increasingly Ukraine is becoming of less interest in Western countries because simply it's been going on so long. And they fear that ultimately that means that we're on a trajectory that favors Russia because Russia is counting on slowly the unity in the West starting to fade amid high energy prices. And, and that ultimately it, time is on Russia's side. Yeah. There's something to that. There is. So uh, we're going to take on it tomorrow because Russia is just doing what Russia does. The one thing that Russia has to worry about is, again, the, the, the fact that they are running low on a lot of the stuff they need. 
They don't really have the capabilities. They're going to need other things, hence the reason why they're hanging out with Iran, uh, trying to get other stuff. Uh, that is something that is uh, a bit of a concern for the world. We should be paying more and more attention to, especially as they're approaching nuclear capability, because we cannot allow that. I cannot stress enough. There is no way we can allow them to get a nuclear weapon. It can not happen. Will it happen? It's a possibility. It's a damn sure closer than it was a few years ago. So we'll see. But man, if that happens, ooh, sweet mother of goodness. How unsettling. You think gas is expensive now? 323-538-2423. At Chad Legend Show is your Twitter tweet us. You know, we are talking earlier about the insanity of... of uh, the wokeness, right? And, you know, my, my, my on-air partner all the time here, not life partner, not that that's anything wrong with that, but still, he, he finds it stupid, doesn't think anybody cares about it, but lately he's like, eh, maybe you're a little bit more into it than, than you know, maybe, it's, maybe there's something to that. And I said, I keep telling him, I said, think about this, right? And, and, and I go back to, to yesterday about how this, how we go from point A to point B, right? And Andrew Doyle talks about how this started somewhere and then all of a sudden boom it's here just try to imagine yourself 15 years ago in 2007 imagine back then that someone had suggested to you that in 15 years time a senior member of the government would be arguing in favor of laws to criminalize professional comedians for jokes and that people describing themselves as liberals would be calling for censorship or that activists would be demanding that statues of slavery abolitionists should be torn down or that major corporations would be paying a fortune for visiting speakers to berate their staff for their white privilege and telling them they should try to be less white. Yeah. And that's reality. That's where we are. So uh, this is just insane. This is uh, KOB4, New Mexico. And this is a live newscast talking about pronouns in the workplace. And it, it, it essentially becomes a teaching exercise. Pronouns in the workplace. Do you know what your coworker prefers? Well, joining me today is Heather Talamante, founder of Tell Us About Yourself, Inc. So sure. first off, let's talk about DEI in the workplace, and that's better known as diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do we go about the discussion of pronouns? So essentially, the employee will reach out and say, hey, this is my preferred pronoun. This is how I would like to be addressed in the workplace. How we go about it is by respecting their request. We address it and we, we honor that. Okay. Does anybody, outside of somebody who wants everybody to know they've changed their pronouns, do you address any human being with their pronouns? At all? Yeah, but you could have said uh, she went to the store. And she's not there. Well, she didn't hear it, so what do she, she, he care at that point, right? It's like... They went to the store. That I mean, does anybody? I don't walk around and go, "Oh, this is uh, this is Carol, him, her, she, they, them." Like I'd be like, "This is Carol. Right? This is Ben over here." Not, uh, I, you know, how do you want to be addressed? Well, my name's Ben, so you can call me Ben. 
Well, I don't. What? So, so there's that. So we're just getting rolling here. Okay. So again, this is live. This is newscast. Is it appropriate for someone to ask what someone's preferred pronoun usages are? You probably. Excuse me. Did you just say is it appropriate to do something with your ass? What? Is it appropriate for someone to ask what someone's preferred pronoun usages are? You probably wouldn't want to ask that person would ask you. Okay. So, you know, if you, um, if they haven't fully made the decision on what pronoun they would like to use, let them come around to that decision and then ask. Um, if they haven't asked yet, it's not safe to assume. We don't want to make any assumptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make any assumptions because eventually you could be in trouble. You know how? Because they talk about it. What if someone is refusing to use uh, someone's preferred pronouns? And this will happen. We have feelings about the pronoun. We don't agree with it. So we don't know why we have to use it. But this could rise to the occasion of bullying. That person may be repeatedly asking you. Mm-hmm. This is how I would like to be referred. Um, please stop you know, calling me he when I would like to be called she. It, as the employee, if somebody's refusing, just reach out to your manager or HR and we'll kind of come in and help me. Uh, you know what? That, that is true. I remember one time uh, I watched a uh, interview, and it was, it was a shocking thing. It was a guy named uh, James Rome, and he had a guy on. Uh, was a football player uh, named Everett, and he kept referring to Mr. Everett in his in a in a biological sense as Chrissy Everett, <laughs> and then they fought. <laughs> Don't be a Richard. How about that? How about that should be your, the, the first thing you should do when you hand on your HR book. Hey, you're hired here. Don't be a Richard. Be nice to people. That's it. That's all we're asking. Don't be a whiny bitch. Oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Don't come to me every five minutes because somebody doesn't like your, you, 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 they didn't use their right pronoun, Right. Nut up, buttercup, which is my pronoun. Nut up, buttercup. (laughs) How do you identify? I'm nut up, buttercup. Nice. So, and just do your job, right? Don't be a jerk. It should be that simple. I don't care what your pronoun is. What's your name? You don't identify as they, them. That's not your name. Do you know their name? Yes, it's they, them. That's not a name. No, that's their name. Oh, they have another name? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that, like, well, if this happens, yeah, just don't be a bully. Don't be a jerk. At the same time, you can be a bully back because so many people are looking to be offended. They're dangling the offense out there, hoping somebody does something. Scanning the bar, if you will. Looking for somebody to look back at him or going to just walk by each other and kind of bump shoulders. Or would you bump it? People are looking for it. So hilarious. That was on air. Think about that. It was on air. Is it insane? But when I tell people it's coming to your 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 place of work, eh, people don't believe me. And then when it happens, I can't believe it. You know how many texts I get a week or tweets? Dude, we had to sit through like three hours of this. We had to sit through five hours of this this past week. We had to sit through, you know, and, you know, it's like it should just be simple. Hey, don't be a jerk. That's it. You signed your thing that says you're not going to be a jerk. And if you're a jerk, I have the right to kick you out of here on your ass. Shouldn't be that hard. We make it hard. So concerned about the feelings of people.
feelings. Nowhere, by the way, in the Constitution. I looked again last night, Phil. I looked everywhere in the Constitution about you. You know, I'm like, where's that part again where no one could be offended? Was not in there. I looked too. Maybe it's on the back. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh my goodness me! Just uh, crazy times, baby. Crazy times. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, haven't had a chance to eat some HelloFresh because uh, I love it, but. You know, I was eating good, and then the power went out in our house, right? And I had to bring my HelloFresh into work, and I don't have an <laughs> we don't have an oven here, and I'm staying in the hotel up until today. Our power came on last night, and so uh, you know, you know, the kids are running around doing stuff, and and it's uh, the food like you get used to. It. It's like this new amazing summertime, you know, marketplace incredible menu they have. And you get 55 different choices every weekend. You get sides, desserts, you get 16 free meals across seven boxes, and three free gifts as well but what i love about it is we paused it really quick on the app uh and i said you know it's it's just impossible to do here because we we weren't set up for that but being able to do that was so easy and that's what i love about them now you can make your choices the food is delicious it's so simple too that's the other thing you take it out you go oh here's the instructions right on here you're not guessing it's not a 25-minute you know, YouTube video. It's a, hey, the food is beautiful. It tastes amazing. And here's the instructions. Don't screw it up, idiot. And I have it. Now it's your chance to take advantage of the great, great meals and their summertime flavors. And 16 free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. That's how you get those 16 free meals. Take advantage of it now. The food is delicious. The sides are amazing. You get desserts. You are going to love this. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say Richard Jordan, who's being sued for $10,000 after he allegedly didn't show up for a date with Kashante Short back in 2020 in Flint. She says he caused emotional distress because the date fell on her late mom's birthday. <sighs> Judging by what's happening now, I think he made the right choice. That's right. You heard it. He's being sued. By a woman he didn't go on a date with. Did not go on a date with. Did not go on a date. How far has it gotten? Well, here's the judge in them. No, 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 no. It's his version. First of all, do you understand what perjury is? Yes, I know what perjury means. That courtroom up in Flint, it got heated. It got heated. Two people who never went on a date. Never went on a date. Ever. The judge was hilarious the judge has the patience of a saint as miss short tried schooling him on everything during this recent zoom hearing 
Do not insult my intelligence as if I do not understand what the word perjury means. Be quiet while I'm talking. You need to be quiet. She's walking through an airport. She's uh, she's just as the judge was muting her. She continued to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 So here's the guy that's getting sued and the judge is poor guy. Mr. Jordan, let me just ask you this. Are you planning to uh, represent yourself on this? Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, sir, I, I, I thought this was just going to be thrown out. Uh, it was we had a date, one date and nothing else after that. And now I'm being sued for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't think this thing was gonna go that far. I didn't think. I, I, I can't. I can't. Wait. What? What? Why? Why are we here? I, I can't believe this is happening. I really can't. Yeah. The best part, besides the look on this man's face, Miss Short didn't even file in the right court. Bottom line is, you said it's a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? No, no. You don't. You don't understand, ma'am. You don't are understand. We done here. Yeah. The judge listening to this, arguing with her, finally said. The woman you saw there said her date was so bad with the defendant, she decided to sue him for thousands of dollars and then thought it was a good idea to represent herself in courts. I feel for the defendant. I, I mean, you know, like I said, it, it, he should have swiped left. <laughs> How do you think it went? Like several other of Miss Short's bizarre lawsuits, this one too got booted from district court. And as for the alleged bad date guy, our hearts go out to him. You know, <laughs> I, I think he's going to get some good dates off of his patience in dealing with this. So you know, maybe he could use a bad moment for some good. I just love when they're talking. He's like, I, I got to be honest, man. I think this thing was to make it to court. <laughs> I can't. I I can't believe we're doing this. I I, I and I like how the fact that like. Uh, her several other lawsuits? This feels like this is a job for her. I can't believe she's single. Are you guys, is that the most shocking thing of all? Yeah, I think it is. Can't believe she's single. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Oh, my goodness me. It is just nuts. You got that going on. It's hot outside. Sesame Street's racist. They, they're telling Dave Chappelle you can't perform here. Next thing you know, sharks. Swimmers urged to be on high alert at the most popular beaches in the New York City area. There was a fish that jumped out of the water today and everyone kind of had a little look to the side. I think it was a shark. Park officials shutting down some areas to swimmers for a second day in a row after shark sightings on Long Beach. On Tuesday, similar sightings at other beaches, too. Yeah, and Shark Week starts Sunday, so it's perfect time. Do you think the sharks know it's Shark Week? Do you think they got like a shark email? All right, guys, we're gonna be we gotta be we gotta be everywhere, right? Let's 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 be everywhere. Let's uh, you know, little bites here and there, little just little ones. Don't don't like Steve, Linda. Last year, you guys went a little far, right? Let's not do that. All right, but uh, let's let's be aware, guys. It's Shark Week. Right, we 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 we've we've got to do this. We have got to keep our profile high. And the shark raises a little fin. He's like, "Hey, uh, people watch Shark Week, and uh, they uh, 
at the end of the day, they like the shark attack stuff. Yeah, I know that. But like sometimes we go too far and then they're like, oh, I can't believe these beasts and creatures and stuff. But yeah, but they like us now and they realize we don't have any thumbs. So we got to try with our mouth. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, next thing you know, you bite somebody, their leg falls off, they bleed to death. Everybody's upset at us. Just be careful out there, guys. I don't think that happens. That is hilarious. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, you miss any of the show. Grab the podcast. Follow along across social media. You can always tweet at me. I usually tweet back, but I don't really tweet anymore because, well, insanity. I think it's the best way to describe it. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's the economy, stupid. We know, we know. It's about jobs. For a third straight week, the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits for the first time increased last week to its highest level in eight months. Still, weekly jobless claims remain below the level where economists would be concerned. The numbers may suggest some cooling in the labor market, at least in industries sensitive to interest rates like housing and manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, not a shock, right? I mean, we're in a position right now where we're starting to see that's that's how you get out of a recession. You kind of have to bottom out, right? So it's, and again, this is if we're in a recession, which we're going to find out next week. If I'm correct, I think we find out a week from today. I think it's the 28th. That's how you get out of a recession is, you know, uh, if you are in one, is eventually you're going to see the slowdown in the economy, raising rates, housing markets slowing down in some areas. In some areas, it's not. In some areas, it's 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 still going okay because you've got like, like here, here, I'm in Arizona. Well, in 2008, when the market collapsed, and I mean collapse, if you are from here, if you, if you knew about what happened there, when I mean the market collapsed, my father-in-law, who recently passed away uh, earlier this year, he would tell me, we go to work. The next day, I tell everybody, don't come to work. And I never worked again. And it was like that everywhere. Then they stopped building. People got out of the industry. Well, a state like Arizona has become very much a place to be, right? Outside of the hot weather for a few months out of the year, it's pretty damn good weather. It's on the West Coast, right? We don't change times because that's silly. Uh, It was affordable. It's next to Cal Unicornia, so you can come on over here, right, and get away from utopia of insanity and homelessness, rising crime and high taxes. And you can come to a state that's business-friendly with some booming colleges, and people were doing that. Well, nobody worked in the industries. So you were having 300 people a day moved here. When you had a bunch of foreclosures and house sitting around, that was fine. But eventually it got to the point where once the market was really starting to do well, the explosion, the explosion happened. 
And in doing that, you have 300 people a day moving just to Phoenix and Maricopa County alone. They're not finishing 300 homes. So some places, the the market itself will level off, but it's not going to collapse. But for a lot of other places, yeah, you're going to see the, the, the housing prices come down. Uh, it's what, 20-year low in mortgages right around there? And that's not going to change anytime soon because they're getting ready to raise rates again. And why it matters is because when you purchase a home, you go get goods, right? I can't have that regular old crappy TV. I need a 500-inch TV. Uh, uh, my wife, she told me she wants the best refrigerator ever. I want a stove because I like to cook. We need a new barbecue. You know, you start going through the whole list of things. That's what you want. So when you raise those rates, that's going to cool things down, which will eventually cool down other things. But along the way, you've got to usually see a rise in unemployment. And could we be heading in that direction? Not all recessions that we talked about have been the same. But uh, I definitely think you're going to have to see at least a tick up in unemployment. I think what we'll see is we could see a slowdown in the economy, contract again for a second month, and officially be in what they would call a recession. But we may not feel it, feel it, because I think they're expecting us to potentially back you know, get back on our feet again really quick. Well, if you think that, you know what, this is going to be temporary. We're going to, the third quarter is going to be okay. In the fourth quarter, we're going to be back on our feet again. I'm not going to lay off employees right now because I'm having a tough time finding employees that I need. And I got jobs available. So laying them off, if we get back up and running, I might not be able to fill those positions. So I might eat it for a little while. So you couldn't, you might not see the the massive amount of people being unemployed that we saw back in 08. So it'll be interesting. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. The good, the bad. I got called a Nazi the other day. I don't know what I said, but I just when you go to the word, you're a Nazi, unless you're actually a Nazi. Shut up. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Unless that, that, that's what you are. Like, if you're a Nazi and somebody's like, hey, he called you a Nazi. He's like, well, I'm a Nazi. You're like, okay. Okay, fair enough. But if it's like, I don't believe uh, the same thing you do. Well, that's because you're a Nazi. That's the stupidest thing in the world. We do not have civility anymore. We have anger. We have emotions. Emotions are rarely good when you're making serious decisions about things. Goldman, uh, David Solomon, who is the... He's the head of Goldman Sachs, and he's talking about inflation and stuff. But one of the things he brought up was, right now, our democracy, the health of it. And it's interesting to hear him because I think we're we're getting towards a situation where you're going to find that the parties are so hijacked by extremists and 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 loud shouting, stone throwing flamethrowers that we're going to step away, and you're going to start to see a, a growing rumble for what we like to call the alt middle the exhausted majority, which is may lean a little left. You may lean a little right, but we got far more common in common that we do that we don't. And we can we could do something here. How worried are you about our democracy right now and how divided our country is? Does it- I'm, uh, I'm you know, personally, I think that more civility would be a really, really good thing. But I think our democracy is still strong. 
Um, and I am optimistic that we will find a path. Somehow we will find a path. You are. You're yeah, optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm actually optimistic. And I am too. Because I talk to people every day. Are there, there the rare occasions of people who are crazy? Yes. But you got to think about it. We have 350 million people. We're the most diverse nation on the planet. We're the most welcoming nation on the planet. Uh, what makes us stronger isn't diversity. What makes us stronger is the fact that, that, that we are rowing in the same direction, that we have these so many things in common. That's what makes us strong. Uh, and and, and diversity is great, but the reality is on the bedrock of built it, what America is all about. That is the foundation. Of, of what our democracy is. And I do think we're healthy. We're fighting. Yeah, we're angry. We need more civility. But part of that is up to us, this exhausted majority. And the reason is, is we got to stop electing people who are so freaking angry, who only appeal to a small group of people. But because they got through the primary and the other person, you're know, like, that person's... Well, they may be nice. Uh, their their politics are so out of whack compared to mine. We got to put people in who are serious. But with all the noise, you have to be louder. With all the noise, you've got to cut through. You know, I do tons of voiceovers for uh, uh, a living. On top of all the other things I do, I mean, I, I, I tons. Like yesterday, I did like twenty five voiceovers for all kinds of stuff. One of the things that I do is I have a microphone. It's called a Sennheiser 416. And they call it the, uh, uh, it's a shotgun mic, but they call it the, the L.A. mic. Or, the, uh, the, you know, that's kind of a lot of the guys, big guys in L.A. used to use them in, in the day. And it's meant for, to be a boom mic for, like, movies and stuff. You see them holding that mic with the big fuzzy thing? That's what it's meant for. But one of the things it does is it cuts through the noise. It gives you a little something, something extra, like a little boot burst or bump in something. So when there's music, even if it's loud, you get through. And that's what these people do. They scream. They yell. They throw fits. They, they, they are uh, so loud. And they say some things that are so absurd. And a lot of it's based on the fact that they're trying to get people's attention. So they're trying to do. And that's not good for us. And we've got to not give them the attention. Where are the serious people that want serious jobs? Where are the people that want to do this because they feel they have to? Because the country and the, and the communities have given back to them and they want to make sure they can do the same thing. Not the people that see it as a money grab and see it as a way to not only enrich themselves, but to feed their egos. You know, history would tell you there have been times where we've been more divided, where it's been much, much rougher than it is now. This is a great nation. We have great resources. We have a very, very resilient economy. I travel all around the world, and there are still certain things that I see when I travel. People want to come to the United States. They want their kids to come to school in the United States. They want to get their assets into the U.S. dollar in the United States. We have issues, serious issues, that we have to continue to focus on. But our system is strong, our democracy is strong, and we will find a path forward. Um, and I am optimistic about that. Yeah. And I just think that we have to stop allowing the extremes to win. We've got to hold people accountable for their actions. And first thing we have to do is we have to start checking our emotions and our identities at the door wrapped in politics. Because if all you are is uber progressive or MAGA, 
and you don't you have no other identity than that, that is not a good thing. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. People are like, do you take that personal when somebody calls you a Nazi? I'm like, no, it's on Twitter. Twitter's not real. Right? People are mean to me on Twitter. Watch this. I'm gonna click out of it. Oh wow, there you go. Are they here? Nope, they're not. Well then I'm fine. So just always remember that, what's real and what's not. EdenPureDeals.com. You know what is real? Your house is smelly. My house is smelly at times, too. I don't like it. Why is that? Because I have kids, and they're smelly. (laughs) Dogs, kind of smelly. Cats, they can be smelly. But the beauty of Eden Pure is their amazing Oxley Tooth Thunderstorm air purifier plugged straight into the wall, uber quiet. So quiet. You know what else is amazing about it? No filters to buy. Does not mask the odors. Kills them within minutes. You will smell the difference. Right now, code CHAD3. Use that. They're going to ship you three of these. You put them anywhere in the house where you've got smells. You watch what happens. The odors will disappear, and it happens fast. You're going to save $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use this code CHAD3 to get the Oxley 2 Thunderstorm, the best air purifiers around, and free shipping. Save those two hundies. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's talk about what's trending. What's happening around the world? What are people looking at? It's the big stories of the day. Let's start with the beautiful, amazing uh, Twitter. Our January 6th hearings. Tonight, prime time. I like how, like, this is it. This is the last hearing. Unless there's going to be more hearing. This might happen. I don't know. See what these people say tonight, because maybe there is more. Oh, you don't know. National Junk Food Day. Every day for you, Chad. Dave Chappelle's trending because uh, hours before his show last night at uh, the First Avenue Theater in uh, Minnesota was canceled there and moved to the Varsity Theater because... They're they're one of the safest spaces in the country, and Dave Chappelle's a meanie. Brad Pitt and his legs, he wore a skirt to the Bullet Train premiere. Not doing it. You know? Maybe he pulls it off. I don't know. Just not going to do it. Not, not going to do it. Just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. Not going to do it. But, hey, if you want to do that, knock yourself out. Head on over to, uh, he's earned the right. Still think he's cool. Head on over to, uh, I don't really think he's, he's is he is he uh, playing with gender? Is he getting out of the gender norms? No, he's still who he is. Oh, my goodness me. Ivana Trump 
on Google. Number one trending thing yesterday. She passed uh, away uh, last week, and they had her funeral. Uh, everybody was there, all the family members, including uh, the the daughter that nobody ever talks about. What's her name? Tina? I don't know what her name is. Mindy? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, who's Marla Maple's kid? Uh, she showed up to show support, even though uh, Ivana was not very nice to Marla Maples. Not very nice at all. House of Dragon, Halloween ends. Trailers debuted yesterday. Halloween ends. Again, like I said, this is the last one, except, of course, if it makes $400 million, then it might not be the last one. It might be the last one with her, Jamie Lee Curtis, but will it be the last one? Hmm? You don't do it. Just don't do it. You don't. You don't step away from uh, a moneymaker. You just don't. How could you? I mean, they're still fighting. I mean, it's one of the reasons we haven't seen a Friday the Thirteenth. I've talked about it before. Is they're fighting over the who owns what, and you know, there's a. And this is what's weird about the uh, Sean Cunningham who did the original Friday the Thirteenth. He created everything. He, well, he doesn't own the rights here in the U.S. He does own the foreign rights to the movie. So nobody wants to make a movie if they can't release it foreign and make any money on it. So you've got people that are arguing over that. Uh, Yeah, so you're not getting rid of moneymakers. You're not. You just won't do it. It actually looks kind of good. And you know what they debuted yesterday? You know I love the horror movies. Like a reboot-ish of uh, Jeepers Creepers. Looks way better. Way better than the last one. That was kind of more made for TV. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson. Share with your Twitter. A mother did what you're supposed to do. She turned her son in. Why? She read his journal. And she said, uh-oh. Very interesting. Talk about that going on in the economy a lot of other things check us out online at chad benson show i think we have facebook as well <laughs> sure some of you go there and you're like there's a lot of angry people there and if you don't say that then you're probably the angry one chad benson show the chad benson show Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's our breaking news alert. It's <laughs> the best we can do. Joe Biden has COVID. Mild symptoms, isolating at the White House. And nothing else to say about that. Doesn't everybody have COVID? I'm just curious. Like, was it? One of the doctors, Dr. Ja, Oz, I don't know, Jay, one of one of them, Pepper, somebody. Uh, could be up to 100 million people have COVID because of uh, the symptoms of how fast it spread. This BA2 ninja variant is uh, so, you know, spreadable. It's 25,000 times more spreadable than the last one. You're going to catch it. 
He's got it. Mild symptoms. We're going to get on. If it gets worse, then we go from there. That's it. Nothing else you can say. That was your breaking news. That was it. All right. So uh, I find this interesting. Yesterday I was watching some. I It, it was the, the mother of the Uvalde shooter and the mom of one of the victims who got into a screaming match. Uh, emotions running high and, you know, the, the mom's trying to, you know, you don't know my kid. And he's like, well, your kid killed 19 people. And it was, you know, it was one of those things. And, and it was, it's, 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 it's again, gut-wrenching. And the thought has always been what? You know, somebody had to have known. Somebody had to have seen something. And this is very interesting. Nicole Sherbert is her name. Uh, she's a son. And she's going through her son's book. He's, I think, t- 21 or two now. But found a journal of his. Read it. Nicole Schubert tells Good Morning America she found her then 17-year-old son's journal while cleaning their house in 2019. She says it included detailed plans to shoot up and bomb their local high school on the anniversary of Columbine. He said that he was going to kill us and take the kids and leave them in the van running somewhere with the air conditioner so they could be found. At the time, the teen attributed the journal to a creative writing class, but Schubert called the police. Her son was arrested, banned from the school, and sentenced to community service. Yeah. That takes a lot of cojones, right? Because you're, 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 you're doing something as a parent where you're also saying, uh, something's wrong here, and I failed you. Something's wrong here. I, I, I must have done something. I must have failed you in some way, shape, or form that you feel like life is so unlivable and you're in so much pain that you're going to go out there and you're going to kill others. And her instinct wasn't to go, this is a creative writing course. No, no, no. That's not her. The instinct was the one where you go, you know what? Uh, This can't happen. Your first instinct is, as a parent, is to protect your child. But at that point, I felt like if he is actually going to do these things, he would be safer in jail. Yeah. Meaning, if he's going to go kill a bunch of people, at the end of the day, he's going to die. He is. This would be better for him. And, and again, the, 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 it takes the courage right, to go do something. It takes the courage to go and, and, and to, to, to turn your own kid in. And in a time when we were always talking about see something, say something, she saw something. She read something. And she said, no, no, no. Everyone's alive and he's not in jail. He's 18. He's working. I must have done something right. But you think about that. Like, there's a perfect example. Like, we, we, we talked about that guy, uh, I think it was last week, the week before last, who, who was going to be a school shooter. And one person reached him. Because it's temporary. Whatever you're going through in a situation like that, especially as a young kid, a young male, it is a temporary thing. But they don't see it as temporary. They see it as forever. And somehow the anger is so strong 
that they feel that they need to go do something like this. They feel they need to go and, 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 and kill. And I just found it like, wow, that was, that's, that's, that right there is some cojones to do that. That really is. That is some cojones to, to do that. Could I do that to my kids? Absolutely. I might turn them in just for anything, actually, at this point. No, but yes, of course. You know, as a parent, I'm trying to raise responsible young men and women who will go out into the world and not be dumbasses. <laughs> like that's, that's the, I don't want to roll a gutter ball. Did a lot of that last night. Telling producer Phil, a little side note here. Still at the hotel. Today is our last night was our last day. So today we're going back to the house because if you guys have been listening to the show, we had a micro burst. You know, our house got screwed up and it really we had 100 mile an hour winds and uh, torrential downpour for, for a few hours in an area where we're not set up for that. And so we lost power for three days. And, and so we've been staying at a hotel. And uh, last night, hanging out with the kids, having fun, we went bowling and. F- you get older and you haven't bowled a ball in a long time. Let's just say I woke up at two and I thought, I think I have to have rotator cuff surgery. <laughs> but could I do that? Yeah. Because I want to raise a responsible kids. But as a person who's responsible, I'm also responsible for their actions. Well, how's that possible? Yeah, kids can do bad things. My mother tried everything with my sister. Still, it did nothing. She became a criminal, and she had drug problems. She was in and out of jail. She's got 400,000 kids that are now my little brothers and sisters that my mother's adopted. You can do so much, and you can try so much, and sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. It's not going to fix it. But as a, as a responsible adult who's raising kids, I want them to be responsible as well. And that includes the fact that if they do something wrong, yes, you hold them accountable. Especially if you knew. I mean, what if she did nothing? What if she did nothing? But this lady decided, hey, I read my son's book. This doesn't seem like a creative writing class. This seems more like a class in his mind and a how-to kill a bunch of people class. And he's alive. And that temporary moment of anger and hatred that he had seems to have gone. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I look at the look around at, at all of the insanity when it comes to inflation, and there's plenty of it. And uh, you know, people are mad at you know Mansion, right? Like Mansion, he's evil, he's bad because he doesn't want to get involved with all of this. Let's raise taxes. Let's go after this, that, and the other when it comes to to uh, uh, you know climate change. And it's understandable. It's like, well, how can he not care about climate change? Because he lives in a state that is essentially a giant coal mine with some houses. So that's why 
he looks around and says, I'm not going to destroy my state's economy. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have people taxing businesses coming after my state's, you know, producer of stuff. Which is all the stuff we love, by the way, right? Like, we like electricity. I don't know about you. I've been without it for three-plus days, living in a hotel. It sounds very fun and Monopoly-y at a casino, but it's not. Because while everyone else is smiling and having fun, minus the people who are losing their money, I had to get them to go to work. So I'm discombobulated at times. It's frustrating. You know, kids are in the room with us, right? Because you know, the place is packed. So there's no other extra rooms. And so they're in there and they're just like, they don't care that I have to go to work. So electricity is vitally important. And midterms, man, you know, it's like they're hoping this is a big, big deal. And I continue to say, eh, you guys are reaching for something that's just not as big as you think it is. How big of an issue do Democrats need to make climate change in the midterm? Well, look, it's a very important issue. And if you look at polling, it can be a little misleading. You look at it and say, oh, well, climate change isn't one of the top issues. But then you look at the actual numbers and climate change is now the number one issue for voters under 30 years old. Now, I work with 20 plus under 30. Climate change is nowhere on the their radar nowhere on the radar. you know what is on their radar making sure they have a job paying their bills again when life is good you can worry about stuff like that when it's bad and you're worried about your job you're not getting paid enough you know some of these people are going through their you know this is their first gig in life right you know so you don't start at the top i mean they all agree they should start at the top but we're going to like, look, before we make you the CEO, we're going to have to at least ask you to work a weekend shift. <laughs> right? And they're noticing that they got credit cards like, hey, my credit card bills are going up and I'm not even spending any money. Yeah, welcome to the world. Interest rates are going up. Oh. So climate change, sure, let's talk about it. But you're trying to make stuff out of something that's just not there, not for people at this moment in time. It's not. It's also one of the most important issues for Democrats overall. And part of what we don't know in the midterm elections is who's going to come out in these elections. All these models you see are guessing about these numbers and whether young voters are going to come out. And young voters are just sick and tired of the government doing nothing. Yeah, they may be sick and tired of the government doing nothing, but here's the reality of it. They, as you get older and you start to vote, and you start to pay taxes, and stuff gets expensive, and it's eating into your bottom line, yeah, you know what? Mm. I am concerned about the climate, but I'm also concerned about paying my bills because I don't want to live with mom and dad again. And so Biden is leading on his own. He's saying, look, I'm not going to wait for Congress. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do everything I can, but let's be honest. Young voters who are going to be one of the keys to this midterm election are saying that climate change is now their most important issue. Yeah, and you know why that is? Because they have no other issue. It is their great war. Luckily, we should tell them, hey, Russia's, no, they're back at doing stuff. You can make them your enemy. Right? They're making the world the enemy. Why not join in with that? But no, climate change has become the great unity of, to fight against when you had nothing.
Greenpeace and all that. They've been around forever and a day. But this is totally different now. But are they going to come out and vote? Because here's the thing. Those voters who say it's their number one issue, they're not happy with the Democrats because they look at people like Joe, Joe Biden, uh, uh, soon to be a coronavirus survivor, somebody like Joe Biden as you're just the status quo. You're not doing anything, right? We need people to take leaps. You're taking, you're shuffling a step. So they're not happy with it. So not the issue I think they think it is. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. My pillow. What pillow? My pillow. Whose pillow? My pillow. Well, guess what? They have sheets now. Percal sheets. 250 thread count. Absolutely incredible. Breathable. Amazing. You're going to love these. Now, normally they're like $90 for you right now. $39.98. Yep. Durable. Built to last. Imported. Queen. King. Tons of sizes. You're going to get pillowcases. All of the stuff. Available in just all kinds of cool styles. 68 money back guarantee, one year limited warranty, and now you can get it for just 40 bucks. The Percal Amazing Bed Sheets. How do you get it? Go to mypillow.com slash Benson. When you do, use code Benson or you can call 800 983 4975. You're going to get deep discounts on that, but also all the other amazing deals they have there on all the other amazing MyPillow products. And you can do that today. Go to mypillow.com slash Benson or call 800 983 4975. 800-983-4975. Take advantage of the Percal bed sheets. Just thirty nine ninety eight now at MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yes. Are you thinking of Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. The White House says he has been in contact with members of the White House staff by phone this morning, and he will participate in the meetings that he had planned for today by phone or by Zoom from the residents. Yeah, Biden tested positive for COVID, and uh, he's going to be fine. I'm going to go with that. I'm predicting that, and we're moving on with our lives. That's uh, it's getting much easier than that, right? I mean, isn't everybody kind of, uh, you know... If you haven't got it, you're going to get it. It's kind of what it's about. If you haven't got it, you're probably going to get it. And there's probably not a lot people are going to be able to, think, you know, do about it. And it is weird that some people just never get it. And there's some people that get it. It seems to be uh, a lot. I mean, we have people around here that are like, you're only your fifth or sixth time. You know, and then some people, it's like, yeah, you could walk in, you could swim in <laughs> liquid COVID, and they come out they're like, I'm fine, I'm absolutely fine. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. You know, I say that the last movie star. There's a movie coming out. Uh, I always say Tom Cruise is the last movie star, but it's an interesting documentary that's being done uh, about Paul Newman and, uh, and, and 
Woodward. And it's just a very interesting thing about it because people forget, you know, when they were together, she was a star at first. He was like a, you know, a Midland kind of act. She was a superstar. And uh, I still think Tom Cruise is the last movie star of stars where he didn't do anything else but movies. The lives of legendary Hollywood power couple Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward are the subject of a new docu-series from Ethan Hawke. Paul had begun working on a memoir. And Hawke tells us the last movie stars contained some surprises. I just would have never known that Paul Newman was as insecure as he was. You know, like it's, it's kind of a relief to realize that he was sweating through three shirts and a nervous wreck and worried he wasn't good enough. And you're like, wow, we're all like that? The Last Movie Stars features actors reading the words of Newman and Woodward with George Clooney and Laura Linney voicing the couple. All episodes streaming on HBO Max today. And it's a trip because you get to see behind the scenes and like, you know, they go through and they have home movies. But yeah, you yeah, they're all like that. They're all like that. I have friends who are actors and some of them are pretty damn big and they're all like that. Suck, I'm horrible, can't do it, nobody likes me. That's why they're acting. They're all playing a part. But Paul Newman, yeah, totally. And she was a star. He wasn't. He eventually became a star, for those of you not keeping score. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Here's your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You miss any of the show, grab the podcast. It's Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson what will the economy do it's always the billion dollar question you know that is uh the question like last couple nights i don't know if you guys wear this i've been uh staying at a hotel so uh where power went out on sunday we had a, a micro burst over our house in fact i think we were one of the last people they saying 10 families were waiting to get their stuff on. My wife said last night, like 5.15-ish, that, hey, uh, our power's finally back on. So we're going home today, which is good. Uh, the kids are kind of bummed because, you know, they're living a dream because the place we're staying, this casino's got arcades, movie theaters. We bowled last night. By the way, when you get older, right, the whole bowling thing, it seems fun, you know, but then in the middle of the night, you're like, I can't feel my arm. <laughs> And I'm supposed to throw the ball around with Jack this weekend, not the football, the baseball, because my son's become obsessed with baseball. But, you know, a lot of people were asking me questions like, hey, I like your show. You know, I'm like, oh, thanks. I like yours. They don't have a show. And we were chatting and people ask about inflation. Like, it's the number one thing. You know, yesterday, the big climate thing. And, and you know, uh, when he's not having cancer, Joe, yeah, if you guys haven't heard that, we'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, the, you know, all of that, if you go and look at what people care about, if the economy's great, if life is booming, if all of us are in a situation where, you know, the COVID's behind us, yeah, all that stuff, you know what? Yeah, maybe you care a little bit more about it. But if you're trying to keep your family afloat, your head above water, not have your car repoed, or lose your business, guess what? 
climate change goes to the back of the bus. It goes, in fact, it's, even, it's not even on this. It's not even on this. It's not on the train. It's not on the airplane. It's not on the, the horse-drawn carriage. It's not on the buggy. It's not even on foot in people's mind. That's how far back it is. CEO of uh, Goldman Sachs, David uh, Solomon, talked about the thing that so many people are worried about. The economy, in particular, inflation. Inflation. Nation. When you look at numbers like 82% of Americans feel like economic conditions are poor, how is the Biden administration handling this? I, I think the Biden administration needs to be very focused right now on doing what it can do to take policy action. They've got to recognize that this is not a short-term thing. They live in it's election cycles. It's not transitory. It's, they, well, it's definitely not transitory. Definitely not transitory. They know that now. Everybody knows that. They said, you know, even, uh, you know, Janet Yellen came out and said, we got to get rid of it. Uh, but he also brings this up, too, which which I find to be, again, the thing we always talk about. Your job as a politician, especially once you're in office, is to do what? Get elected. That's it. That's your job. Everything else is secondary. You said they live in election cycles. Finish that thought. I'm not a politician, but, you know, I, I know that when you think about um, being a politician, you know, you've got election cycles. And so, you know, at the moment, a lot is through the lens of the fall's election cycle. I think some of the things we're dealing with require us to try to put policy in place that can last across administrations. So not focusing on things like a three-month gas tax holiday, for example. Bigger picture. I didn't think personally, I didn't think that that particularly was a great long-term idea. No, it's not. I mean, you know what the long-term idea is, is to be smarter with the way that we drill and to drill here and to have our own oil, to to, do all of these things that make us not only independent from others, but on top of that, provide safety and security, as well as jobs. And if you really care about the planet, knowing full well that we have a little bit more control over what goes on, because if you think India and China and emerging nations throughout Africa are going to say, hey, you know what, this country over here is going to hurt their economy and uh, slow down their growth, but they really want us to do the same thing. Uh, those people are going to say, yeah, no, yeah, no. So he was also asked, again, Goldman Sachs CEO, smart dude, David Solomon asked, hey, is this it? Are we at the top when it comes to inflation? Do you believe 9.1% is peak U.S. inflation? Are you preparing for an environment of higher inflation? The U.K. just hit 9.4% this morning. I think you have to prepare for an environment of, of higher inflation. And the reason I say that, there. You know, if you listen to our economists, our economists are saying they think that we might be getting to peak inflation. But if you get out and you talk to the business community, most of the big business, you know, people that are running big businesses, big supply chains, still say, you know, they, they don't think inflation's peak. They see inflation continuing to move. Yeah, and I, and I think that's absolutely a, a reality. Inflation is still going to move uh, the supply chain because you've got the start-stop still in China. And one thing that we really haven't talked a bit about is what's going on in California. And we have all these truckers who are protesting. I think today's day four of the protest for AB5, which essentially says, hey, you guys can't be independent-owned you know, trucking companies, I mean, your own independent contractor who kind of hires himself out to to move things around. Nope, uh, you have to be an employee of these companies and it's better for you. Well, guess what? That's going to take uh, the busiest ports in the country offline to a lot of people who move stuff. And that is not going to be a good situation, too. So it's issue after issue after issue uh, when it comes to the 
Well, you know, the economy. It's just, it's little things. It's it's the perfect storm. But as the President of the United States, going out yesterday and spending your time, you know, out there talking about, you know, climate, I I got zero problems with with focusing on climate as far as we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can look at the people over there and say, climate change is not real, and go, yeah, there's there's more than uh, anecdotal evidence that, that w- we play a part. Uh, and then on the other side, I can also look and say, but you are an alarmist. And you being an alarmist, you doing the things that you're doing, you saying the things that, that you were saying, you pushing the facts and not looking at everything is, is ridiculous. And we're not going to destroy our economy because it makes you feel good. It's not. So it, it, it's, it's finding the fine line, which we don't do anymore, which you never do. Earlier this morning, I did a uh, – uh, so for those of you guys, I'll give you guys a quick sh- snapshot here of my life. I do my morning show, national show, and I do I do my syndicated show, the, the afternoons and everything, and I do uh, afternoons in Phoenix. And the way that we do things here is, in, you know, a few days a week, I'll go do a hit on, as they would say, on the one of the morning shows or one of our local shows. We were talking today about the fact that we we don't live in a normal world anymore. Politics is so fractured, and it's it's all extremes. How many politicians are over it? Could there be a new party finally brewing out of this, out of the extremisms in both parties where people are frustrated? Yesterday here in Arizona, we had Rusty Bowers censured. Rusty Bowers was uh, one of the, I think he was the lone Arizonan to speak at the January 6th hearings. Rusty Bowers is a no-nonsense conservative, kind of the head of uh, uh, the the legislator here in, in Arizona. And they censured him. The extremes censured him. They said he's not welcome in the party anymore. He's not a Republican. He's not. He's conservative. He's a conservative. But watching the extremes take over both sides of parties, it's it's sad. I, I, it really is. And, and I am not a huge fan of extremism. I think it's dangerous. I think it's not good for the country. And uh, it is, you know, from 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 whether you're a climate alarmist where you're screaming the world's coming to an end tomorrow or, you know, that uh, every election is going to be stolen. In fact, this is what we're laughing about here. We have two election deniers who have fought to be, you know, to, you know, to do everything to overturn elections are running against each other in the primary. And I laugh and say, no matter who wins, somebody cheated is going to be the uh, the theme of that. <laughs> so funny. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. But I just love you know Biden's out there. Talk about being tone deaf. You know what should you focus on? Period. Case closed. End of story. Right now, the number one focus should be inflation. Inflation. I understand why he is worried about the climate because of the whole you know cancer. The first frost. You know what was happening? It had to put on their windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. What? Excuse me? That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. I. Wait, what? Here's my thing. Where in God's name is the statement of 
No, no, he misspoke. Or no, what, 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 where is that? Like, it was really quiet. Now, could he have skin cancer back in the day or something? Like, yeah, but where is the, the statement of, hey, he misspoke? Wednesday went up, had that awful speech where he talked about the fact that he got cancer from having to use windshield wiper fluid to right. clean off the oil or whatever on his front windshield. It's weekend at Bernie's yeah. one that we're living through right now, and they're threatening to carry us on to weekend at Bernie's two. That's the Biden administration. Yeah. So. Uh, I just laugh at that. Like, I would have been out there going, he misspoke. He just missed nothing. It's kind of quiet, eerily quiet. Do you think there are people that, like, just sit back there and they just look at him and just go, oh, God. <sighs> Joe. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. I give it to my dogs every single day. It is amazing. Uh, people have been asking my dogs very kindly. All they're fine, totally good. Everything's good. Uh, they, you know, had a nice, comfy place to stay while we enjoyed the hotel. Uh, so they were living life large. But I made sure to tell the people, hey, sprinkle this on top of their dog food. They love it. It's good for them. They asked me, what is it? I said, well, it's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega three six nine. It's like this incredible thing. They were very curious about it. So I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna try a bunch for all of the animals they're watching. The reason's simple. It works. My dog Doodle is no longer limping in pain, right? We got him. He was much older than they said he was. You know, mileage may vary. Well, his mileage seemed to be close to the end. We thought we had to put him to sleep a few years ago since we started him on Rough Greens. More energy, no skin issues, and his joint pains and hips, oh, so much better. Try it for yourself, Rough Greens. I want to send you a bag for free. It's not going to cost you anything except for, yes, kids, I'm going to say it, shipping. Ooh, a few bucks. It's on its way to you. Greens.com slash Chad. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. The president announcing $2.3 billion in new funding and steps to boost the offshore wind industry. But none of this would significantly reduce the fossil fuel emissions. And activists are demanding that the president do more. Now, he has so far stopped short of declaring a national emergency. That could unlock additional federal funding and could allow the president to halt federal oil drilling. But the president has strongly hinted that he could still take this step. Yeah, and he's not going to, though, because he understands. Here's the thing. Yesterday, is he's given his, you know, his uh, the world's coming to an end speech and, and, and all, of, all of the things that he, he's doing, uh, you know, as he rushes over there to, to with his 5,000 cars in, in Massachusetts to give this. The health of our citizens and our communities is literally at stake. The U.N.'s leading international climate scientists call the latest climate report nothing less than, quote, Code red for humanity. Oh, talked about all the damage that's been done. Billions of dollars. Yeah, of course. Why? Because people didn't live. Go look at hurricanes. Go look at the actual data. Hurricanes aren't any stronger than they were in the 1900s. They weren't. The difference is, is people live there now. Nobody lived in some of these places. So you're saying there's no climate change? No, what I'm saying is, of course, there's. we're human beings. We're on this planet. Of course, there's going to be uh, things that we do that affect it, both bad and good. 
But the reason he's not going to declare a state of emergency is because what does that mean? So you can pretty much do anything you want now, right? Circumvent the the Constitution and do whatever it is you want. And then if you end up losing in two plus years, what happens then? Well, somebody's going to come in and say, well, I undeclare a state of emergency. That's why the extremes, man. That's why the extremes. It's crazy. But it goes back to here's a conversation reasonable people should have. What do we do to help the planet? Because, again, we live here. And in living here, we eat here. Let's take care of our house and our home. At the same time, how do we go about doing that, transitioning to better fuels, knowing full well we're never getting rid of fossil fuels? So uh, stop that. Stop that. At least not for a very, very long time. So how do we transition to something that, that, is, that is better, that is affordable? What's that timeline realistically look like? And at the same time, while using fossil fuels, how do we make it better for us to, to drill and get people on board where it's cheaper and safer for the environment? Can't have that conversation. Because it's like, no, you got to stop it or we're all going to explode. And you're like, all right, well, I can't have a conversation with you. I can't. <laughs> it's just not possible. You've lost your bloody mind, mate. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Mike Lyon's going to join us a little bit, talk about, uh, well, you know, they're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. They've built fear over here that increasingly Ukraine is becoming of less interest in Western countries because simply it's been going on so long. And they fear that ultimately that means that we're on a trajectory that favors Russia because Russia is counting on slowly the unity in the West starting to fade amid high energy prices. And, and that ultimately it, time is on Russia's side. Yeah. Russia's, you know, and we're going to talk to Mike about this. Russia's got more men. They have more, at least at this point, ammo. Uh, and they're willing to, to play the long game. They're willing to sit. They're willing to wait. But we're going to talk about Mike because I've said all along, how long does this last? Because we have a TikTok society. We don't pay attention to anything for very long. We don't. We go from point A to point B at 100 miles an hour. right? We, we are not hyper-focused on stuff. And it's understandable because while you can watch it from the periphery, trust me, if, if Iran gets a nuclear bomb and the threat of World War III isn't just like something where we're, 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 we're paying real attention to it, but kind of over here, but it's really close to happening and NATO is, is assembling and they're getting ready to go into... If that happens, people pay attention. But when you're worried about five buck gas and you're worried about, uh, you know, you know, twelve dollars for bacon and and, you know, you're making decisions about what credit card to pay, what credit card not to pay. Can I go? Can I ask them to give me a payment plan for my cell phone this month? Because when you're doing those things, man, yeah, you could see how it is. But I've always said the fear should be that we're going to get not so much bored. It's just going to be noise in the background. It's going to go from the front page to the fifth page down to the seventh page if you will using the uh, paper metaphor all the way down to where the coupons are until something happens talk to mike Lyons. we'll talk about the war what's going on what could be the next steps 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter chad benson show the chad benson show 
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I'm supposed to have Mike Lyons on. He's actually going to be moved to tomorrow. He's busy, busy guy. Does a lot of things, man. Military analyst, very busy time of of the world right now. So uh, he's going to join us tomorrow because one of the things that I have been talking about, and we don't, again, we're not paying attention, and that's exactly it. You know, the first wife, uh, Zelensky's wife was here, the first lady of the country, and probably his first wife. I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, was here. And, and, you know, again, pushing the same thing we're saying. It's like she and like a lot of people are like, are we kind of just bored with this? Are we moving on uh, to, to something else? And I think there's something to that. We're definitely a, a TikTok society where we move on to other things. And right now, inflation is dominating everything. It is. It's, it's you know, you, you wake up in the morning, I might pay my bills. Uh, I hope my job's okay. I hope that, uh, you know, you just start going through everything. And that is kind of, you know, the fear. They've built fear over here that increasingly Ukraine is becoming of less interest in Western countries because simply it's been going on so long. And they fear that ultimately that means that we're on a trajectory that favors Russia because Russia is counting on slowly the unity in the West starting to fade amid high energy prices. And, and that ultimately it, time is on Russia's side. Yeah. There's something to that. There is. So, uh... We're going to take on it tomorrow because Russia is just doing what Russia does. The one thing that Russia has to worry about is, again, the, the, the fact that they are running low on a lot of the stuff they need. They don't really have the capabilities. They're going to need other things, hence the reason why they're hanging out with Iran, uh, trying to get other stuff. Uh, that is something that is uh, a bit of a concern for the world. We should be paying more and more attention to, especially as they're approaching nuclear capability, because we cannot allow them. I cannot stress enough. There is no way we can allow them to get a nuclear weapon. It can not happen. Will it happen? It's a possibility. It's a damn sure closer than it was. A few years ago. So we'll see. But man, if that happens, oh, sweet mother of goodness. How unsettling. You think gas is expensive now? 323-538-2423. At Chad Legend Show is your Twitter. Tweet us. You know, we're talking earlier about the insanity of of, uh, the wokeness, right? And, you know, my my on-air partner all the time here, not life partner. Not that that's anything wrong with that, but still. He he finds it stupid, doesn't think anybody cares about it. But lately he's like, eh, maybe you're a little bit more into it than, than you know, maybe it's maybe there's something to that. And I said, I keep telling him, I said, think about this, right? And 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 I go back to to yesterday about how this how we go from point A to point B, right? And Andrew Doyle talks about how this started somewhere and then all of a sudden, boom, it's here. Just try to imagine yourself 15 years ago in 2007. Imagine back then that someone had suggested to you that in 15 years time, the senior member of the government 
would be arguing in favour of laws to criminalise professional comedians for jokes, and that people describing themselves as liberals would be calling for censorship, or that activists would be demanding that statues of slavery abolitionists should be torn down, or that major corporations would be paying a fortune for visiting speakers to berate their staff for their white privilege and telling them they should try to be less white. Yeah. And that's reality. That's where we are. So uh, this is just insane. This is uh, KOB4, New Mexico. And this is a live newscast talking about pronouns in the workplace. And it, it, it essentially becomes a teaching exercise. Pronouns in the workplace. Do you know what your coworker prefers? Well, joining me today is Heather Talamante, founder of Tell Us About Yourself, Inc. So yeah. first off, let's talk about DEI in the workplace, and that's better known as diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do we go about the discussion of pronouns? So essentially, the employee will reach out and say, hey, this is my preferred pronoun. This is how I would like to be addressed in the workplace. How we go about it is by respecting their request. We address it and we, we honor that. Okay. Does anybody, outside of somebody who wants everybody to know they've changed their pronouns, do you address any human being with their pronouns at all? Yeah, but you could have said uh, she went to the store and she's not there. Well, she didn't hear it, so what do she, he care at that point, right? It's like they went to the store. That I mean, does anybody, I don't walk around and go, oh, this is, uh, this is Carol, him, her, she, they, them. Like, I'd be like, this is Carol. Right? This is Ben over here. Not. Uh, I, you know, how do you want to be addressed? Well, my name's Ben, so you can call me Ben. <laughs> well, I don't. What? So, so there's that. So we're just getting rolling here, okay? So again, this is live. This is newscast. Is it appropriate for someone to ask what someone's preferred pronoun usages are? You probably. Excuse me. Did you just say is it appropriate to do something with your ass? What? Is it appropriate for someone to ask what someone's preferred pronoun usages are? You probably wouldn't want to ask that person would ask you. Okay. So, you know, if you um, if they haven't fully made the decision on what pronoun they would like to use, let them come around to that decision and then ask. Um, if they haven't asked yet, it's not safe to assume. We don't want to make any assumptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make any assumptions because eventually you could be in trouble. You know how? Because they talk about it. What if someone is refusing to use uh, someone's preferred pronouns? And this will happen. We have feelings about the pronoun. We don't agree with it, so we don't know why we have to use it. But this could rise to the occasion of bullying. That person may be repeatedly asking you, mm -hmm. this is how I would like to be referred. Um, please stop you know, calling me he when I would like to be called she. It, as the employee, if somebody's refusing, just reach out to your manager or HR and we'll kind of come in and help me. Uh, you know what? That, that is true. I remember one time uh, I watched a uh, interview, and it was, it was a shocking thing. It was a guy named uh, James Rome, and he had a guy on. Uh, it was a football player uh, named Everett, and he kept referring to Mr. Everett in his in a in a biological sense as Chrissy Everett, <laughs> and then they fought. <laughs> Don't be a Richard. How about that? How about that should be your, the, the first thing you should do when you hand on your HR book, hey, you're hired here. Don't be a Richard.
Be nice to people. That's it. That's all we're asking. Don't be a whiny bitch. Oh, yeah, I said that. Yeah. Don't come to me every five minutes because somebody doesn't like your, you, 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 they didn't use their right pronoun, right? Nut up, buttercup, which is my pronoun. Nut up, buttercup. <laughs> How do you identify? I'm nut up, buttercup. Nice. So, and just do your job, right? Don't be a jerk. It should be that simple. I don't care what your pronoun is. What's your name? You don't identify as they, them. That's not your name. <laughs> Do you know their name? Yes, it's they, them. That's not a name. No, that's their name. Oh, they have another name? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that, like, well, if this happens, yeah, just don't be a bully. Don't be a jerk. At the same time, you can be a bully back because so many people are looking to be offended. They're dangling the offense out there, hoping somebody does something. Scanning the bar, if you will. Looking for somebody to look back at him or going to just walk by each other and kind of bump shoulders. Or would you bump it? People are looking for it. So hilarious. That was on air. Think about that. It was on air. Is it insane? But when I tell people it's coming to your 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 place of work, eh, people don't believe me. And then when it happens, like, I can't believe it. You know how many texts I get a week or tweets? Dude, we had to sit through like three hours of this. We had to sit through five hours of this this past week. We had to sit through, you know, and, you know, it's like it should just be simple. Hey, don't be a jerk. That's it. You signed your thing that says you're not going to be a jerk. And if you're a jerk, I have the right to kick you out of here on your ass. Shouldn't be that hard. We make it hard. So concerned about the feelings of people. Feelings? Nowhere, by the way, in the Constitution. I looked again last night, Phil. I looked everywhere in the Constitution about, you You know, I'm like, where's that part again where no one can be offended? Was not in there. I looked, too. Maybe it's on the back. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh, my goodness me. Just uh, crazy times, baby. Crazy times. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Uh, haven't had a chance to eat some HelloFresh because uh, I love it. But, you know, I was eating good. And then the power went out in our house. Right. And I had to bring my HelloFresh into work. And I don't have an <laughs> We don't have an oven here. And I'm staying in the hotel up until today. Our power came on last night. And so... Uh, you know, you know, the kids running around doing stuff and, and it's uh, the food like you get used to. It. It's like this new, amazing summertime, you know, marketplace, incredible menu they have. And you get 55 different choices every week and get sides, desserts. You get 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts as well. But what I love about it is we paused it really quick on the app. Uh, and I said, you know, it's it. it, it it's just impossible to do here because we, we weren't set up for that. But being able to do that was so easy. And that's what I love about them. Now, you can make your choices. The food is delicious. It's so simple, too. That's the other thing. You take it out. You go, oh, here's the instructions right on here. You're not guessing. It's not a 25-minute you know, YouTube video. It's a, hey, the food is beautiful. It tastes amazing. And here's the instructions. Don't screw it up, idiot. And I have it. Now it's your chance to take advantage of the great, great meals and their summertime flavors, and 16 free meals across seven boxes plus.
three free gifts. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. That's how you get those 16 free meals. Take advantage of it now. The food is delicious. The sides are amazing. You get desserts. You are going to love this. HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say what? Richard Jordan, who's being sued for $10,000 after he allegedly didn't show up for a date with Kashante Short back in 2020 in Flint. She says he caused emotional distress because the date fell on her late mom's birthday. <sighs> Judging by what's happening now, I think he made the right choice. That's right. You heard it. He's being sued. By a woman he didn't go on a date with. Did not go on a date with. Did not go on a date. How far has it gotten? Well, here's the judge in them. No, 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 no. It's his version. First of all, do you understand what perjury is? Yes, I'm going to say perjury is a lie. I know what perjury means. That courtroom up in Flint, it got heated. It got heated. Two people who never went on a date. Never went on a date. Ever. The judge was hilarious. The judge has the patience of a saint as Miss Short tried schooling him on everything during this recent Zoom hearing. Do not insult my intelligence as if I do not understand what the word perjury means. Be quiet while I'm talking. You need to be quiet. Because perjury is a criminal intent. She's walking through an airport. She's she's just, as the judge was muting her, she continued to talk. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So here's the guy that's getting sued, and the judge is, poor guy. Mr. Jordan, let me just ask you this. Are you planning to uh, represent yourself on this? Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, sir, I, I, I thought this was just going to be thrown out. Uh, it was, we had a date, one date, and nothing else after that, and now I'm being sued for $10,000. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, man. I didn't think this thing was gonna go that far. I didn't think. I, I, I can't. I can't. Wait. What? What? Why? Why are we here? I, I can't believe this is happening. I really can't. Yeah. The best part, besides the look on this man's face, Miss Short didn't even file in the right court. Bottom line is, you said it's a criminal offense, so I will send it to circuit court. Are we done here? No, no. You don't. You don't understand, ma'am. You don't but understand. We done here. Yeah. The judge listening to this, arguing with her, finally said. The woman you saw there said her date was so bad with the defendant, she decided to sue him for thousands of dollars and then thought it was a good idea to represent herself in courts. I feel for the defendant. I I mean, you know, like I said, he should have swiped left. How do you think it went? Are we done here? Like several other of Miss Short's bizarre lawsuits, this one too got booted from district court. And as for the alleged bad date guy. Our hearts go out to him. You know, <laughs> I, I think he's going to get some good dates off of his patience in dealing with this. So, you know, maybe he could use a bad moment for some good. 
I just love when they're talking. He's like, I, I got to be honest, man. I think this thing was to make it to court. <laughs> I can't. I. I can't believe we're doing this. I. I. I and I like how the fact that like uh, her several other lawsuits. This feels like this is a job for her. I can't believe she's single. Are you guys, is that the most shocking thing of all? Yeah, I think it is. Can't believe she's single. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Oh, my goodness me. It is just nuts. You got that going on. It's hot outside. Sesame Street's racist. They, they're telling Dave Chappelle you can't perform here. Next thing you know, sharks. Swimmers urged to be on high alert at the most popular beaches in the New York City area. There was a fish that jumped out of the water today and everyone kind of had a little look to the side. <laughs> thinking it was a shark. Park officials shutting down some areas to swimmers for a second day in a row after shark sightings on Long Beach. On Tuesday, similar sightings at other beaches, too. Yeah, and Shark Week starts Sunday, so it's perfect time. Do you think the sharks know it's Shark Week? Do you think they got like a shark email? All right, guys, we gotta be, we gotta be, we gotta be everywhere, right? Let's 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 be everywhere. Let's uh, you know, little bites here and there, little just little ones. Don't don't like Steve, Linda. Last year, you guys went a little far, right? Let's not do that. All right, but uh, let's let's be aware, guys. It's Shark Week. Right, we 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 we've we've got to do this. We have got to keep our profile high. And the shark raises a little fin. He's like, "Hey, uh, people watch Shark Week, and uh, they at the end of the day, they like the shark attack stuff." Yeah, I know that, but like sometimes we go too far, and then they're like, "Oh, I can't believe these beasts and creatures and stuff." But yeah, but they like us now, and they realize we don't have any thumbs, so we got to try with our mouth. Yeah, I know that, but, you know, next thing you know, you bite somebody, their leg falls off, they bleed to death, everybody's upset at us. Just be careful out there, guys. <laughs> I don't think that happens. That is hilarious. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, you miss any of the show, grab the podcast, follow along across social media. You can always tweet at me. I usually tweet back, but I don't really tweet anymore because, well, insanity. I think it's the best way to describe it. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.